2: Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.
3: Put your bags down and pull up a seat. You are listening to Stay A While, the podcast with Tommy Vincent. We could talk loud,
4: we could try, keep it real, and it's all good.
3: Wherever you are, pull up a seat to the table where we not only serve food for the soul, but provide you with the key ingredients to embracing your true, authentic self. Close your eyes. And I want you to envision your idea of a liberated woman. What does she look like? How does she dress? How does she walk? How does she speak? What does she do throughout her day? What are her friends like? What does she believe in? What is her philosophy? Now I want you to envision the polar opposite of that woman. Could she be liberated too? Just as she is without our judgment. I want to welcome you to the Stay A While, Liberated Woman series. Recently, I've noticed how one-sided our views of women's liberation can be. And honestly, it bothers me. When I think of liberation, I think of the power of choice. The epitome of liberation to me is celebrating the fact that we each get to decide to do whatever the heck we want to do. And so, this series is a safe space to honor that total freedom. For the high powered career woman, for the stay at home mom raising the next generation of world changers, for the woman who chooses not to get married or have children, for the woman who likes to twerk, for the woman who likes to go to church, and for every intersection of womanhood. We all deserve space to be our full selves without judgment. Let's celebrate every single kind of liberated woman. The liberated woman chooses freedom in every part of her life, this includes her career. She isn't bogged down by what the world or even her family tells her she should want or pursue. She listens to her inner voice and makes decisions that draw her closer to her purpose. And though she may have to endure a few hard knocks, she always rises one step closer to her destiny. On today's episode, Writer, speaker, and founder of Lemons to Lemonade, Brittany Oliver lifts the curtain on her struggle to maintain her own freedom and agency in her career. She discusses the tough decisions and completely faith-led choices she made in order to hold onto her dreams, even when it didn't make sense to anyone around her. Brittany also shares how those choices paid off and empowered a growing community of women. And my hope is that you will hear Brittany's incredible story and know that you are not alone. You're not crazy and you're not out of time. This is your time to find and rediscover your own liberation and walk right into God's best for you. So, hey, everyone, this is Tommy Vincent, host of Stay A While podcast, and I am so excited for you all to take your seat at the table and join me for a conversation with the phenomenal Brittany Oliver. Brittany, welcome to the table.
4: Thank you so much, Tommy, for having me. I really (laughs) appreciate just um, sharing space with you again. It's
3: been so Absolutely. long. <laughs> it, it, no, it has been a long time. And, you know, we just talked about how our initial encounter was you did an interview um, where you wrote a piece for Troy and I that was on blacklove.com. And it, it talked about domestic violence and the intersectionality there in our relationship because of both of our experiences. And from that moment, you just left a strong impression on me. So I've been following your work. And I am really excited about you being at this table today because I truly believe that you are a voice for the time. You are a voice for young people who are pursuing their careers, pursuing more so their purpose. And you have something to lend to that conversation that I think would be greatly beneficial.
4: Thank you, Tommy. And I I do want to say this to you. I appreciate you because I've been, you know, writing articles for a while now, and it's rare when I get to interview someone and then, you know, they're invested. You know, I'm not just someone who writes an article for you. You know, for you, it was more than that. And so I appreciate you just being intentional with checking in on me, you know, following me on on social media um, you know, commenting, we would have our like DM back and forth conversation. And so I appreciate it because, you know, you took it beyond the article and you're sharing this podcast with me and having me on. And so I appreciate that because not everyone does that.
3: Thank you. And, and listen, I know that you share your expertise on um, many podcast you have. So I'm just grateful to be in the (laughs) number to be, to have an opportunity to have you here at the table today. So I appreciate that. So Brittany is a professional, right? And when I saw your bio, that really stood out to me that that's how you started your bio. Like it wasn't Brittany, the X, Y, and Z up front. You want everyone to know that you're a professional, where you're working and you're essentially telling your story through the lives of others and you have an opportunity to mold and shape the stories of other people. I want you to share with the audience, who is Brittany Oliver in your words?
4: That's a good question. So (laughs) when I think of myself, I think of the word resilient, being able to bounce back, um, when life gets tough someone who's able to pick up um, and, and just turn obstacles around um, and then someone who keeps going and that that's what I think of myself mm-hmm. and and I bring that resilience in every part of my life professionally and personally there's been ups and downs in both parts but it's all about how you you bounce back, how you pick yourself back up in the grace that you give yourself.
3: Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really strong definition of oneself. Um, does that leave you room to be vulnerable with Britney? Does Brittany have permission to be vulnerable with Brittany? Because you're like saying, hey, we going to get knocked down. We're going to get back up. Like, there's so much weight in what you just said. I'm just curious, how how do you leave space for yourself to also navigate the ability to be vulnerable and sometimes step away or recognize that what's happening right here, I don't need to fight back or I don't need to bounce back in this. I need to bounce off because this hmm. thing ain't working.
4: I love that. So when the pandemic started, that's when I started to do that more. When when everything started to shut down, I wanted to be able to just keep going and pick myself back up. But this was new. I've, I've never experienced, none of us have ever experienced a pandemic and, you know, the amount of loss that was happening, a lot of uncertainty that was going on. And so... It was in that moment where I didn't want to kind of scramble like I saw a lot of my peers do um, when it came to their career Mm -hmm. or just, you know, content creation. I needed to just be still. Um, I needed to just take a break and take a, a moment for myself because it was overwhelming. And in that stillness, I was able to get clarity. You know, I really leaned on faith. I really leaned on, you know, talking to God. Ultimately, that's what you want to do. You want to follow the journey, the path that God has laid out for you. Um, And a lot of that's not in your control. And so that's what I needed to do is be still. And in those moments, just really great things were revealed. And I'm, I'm appreciative of that. But in those moments, I took my time. I didn't, you know, when people were like, oh, Brittany, you need to send a newsletter out or when's the next l to l You should pivot. Um, you should pivot virtually. You know, I, I didn't want to just jump on that bandwagon and start. Immediately, I wanted to just take my time and, and see what, what does this look like? And I know we'll talk about mm-hmm. women's to eliminate in a, in a few, but that was when I was vulnerable. That's when I was like, I can't just bounce back. I need to deal with how I feel in this space. And so since then I've been really intentional about that. But mm-hmm. in those moments of stillness and vulnerability, my point is, is that you can get those revelations and how to pivot, how to keep moving forward. And so um, I really appreciate that question because I know a lot of times it's always about, you know, keep going, push through. You know, we hear that language a lot. Push through, sis. You got to keep going. You got to get back up. And sometimes it's kind of like, but it's okay to just feel how you feel. It's okay to sit down somewhere. <laughs> mm-hmm. Your wellness is so important. So mm-hmm. you wow. have to listen to yourself and mm-hmm. listen to your body, listen to your spirit, and what, where it tells you to go,
5: that's what you do. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively.
1: Visit ParamountPlus.com slash the TheShot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime Annual Plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.
3: I'm a living witness that if you don't recognize where you're in a place where you need to go sit down somewhere, you can choose not to if you want to, but you'll be sat down. Like, it, it's, it will happen in a way where if you're proactive in your mental health and making sure that you, your mind stays well, then you can choose what that process looks like. I was in a position when I went through my bout of depression where I didn't get to choose how it, how it played out. I got to choose once I recognized, Hey, you're struggling and you're in a really dark place and you need some help. But had I been proactive in my mental wellness, I would have had an opportunity to really set a course um, in motion to take care of myself. And one of the things that was really um, a big part of my journey of healing is food. So I want to ask you a few questions about that because this is the piece of the podcast where it's it's like a love letter to me from you but it also gets you to tap into some moments in your life where you recognize the power and the healing component and nourishment of food. So mm-hmm. the first question there is, what food best describes your personality and why? Ooh,
4: that's fun. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say a cupcake. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, why? So... Um... I I pick cupcakes because, um, one, there's a variety of of flavors. So for me, I just feel like I like to try new things. I like to do different things. You know, I don't always like to, I guess, be boxed in. So with the cupcake, you know, there's all these different flavors that you can create this this wonderful little mini deliciousness. Um, Also sweet. I think I'm a sweet person (laughs) and um, a surprise. Sometimes cupcakes have a surprise inside, right? Whether it's sprinkles or like a cream filling. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, sometimes I surprise myself and sometimes I surprise others with the things that I'm able to do or accomplish,
3: you know? Mm hmm. Name a recipe that is special to you and why. Hmm. That's a good question too. And it doesn't have to be a recipe that you got from somewhere else. It could be a recipe that you created. Hmm. So.
4: I would probably have to say. There's this cookbook. So I knew that I was adulting. I knew when I was, like, (laughs) stepping into that space when uh, one Christmas I asked for cookbooks because I I had got my first apartment. I was living in a studio in New York, and I needed to, like, I wanted to just try new things. And so I asked for Aisha Curry's cookbook Mm -hmm. and uh, Chrissy Teigen's. And both of them have biscuit recipes. And I love biscuits and I'm like a bread eater. And I really wanted to know how to make them from scratch. I love both of the recipes. One of the recipes comes with like a, it teaches you how to make the sausage gravy. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite um, restaurants in New York at the time was Jacob's Pickles. So they had the, fried chicken biscuit with the sausage gravy. I'm like, ooh, I can, like, learn how to try to make this at home. And so (laughs) I, like, I tried. It was a snowy day in New York. Um, I remember school was closed. I think they even shut down the metro at one point. But I went because I knew the snowstorm was coming. I went and got the rest of the ingredients. And so I made it during that time. And it was just so good and so comforting. Cup routine, but I was just proud of myself because it came out well.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something powerful about food too, especially if you're following a recipe. When you're looking at something, you're reading it, and you're taking the steps to build out that recipe, and then in the end you see success, that is like a moment where like, you feel extremely accomplished. And I think it's really important for us to, when we're doing recipes, that we always remember that the recipe is the foundation. So if you were able to successfully complete something based off of the way someone else told you to do it, that means that now you have empowered yourself to take the foundation of that and you can parlay it and make it your own you can really take it and take it to the next level because you have a foundation and an understanding of how to do something. So to me, there's so much that goes into cooking and so many life lessons. And I know everybody don't look at food deep like I do, (laughs) but (laughs) (laughs) for me, it's because it's such a big part of who I am. And I truly believe that it's a gift that I have and it's a gift. Cooking is a gift that keeps on giving I'm always just looking at food from another way because I use it to impact the lives of others. Just besides filling their bellies, there's so much more there. So that's just my little two cents on the power of food. Um, but name <laughs> a time in your life when food was healing for you. At the end of
4: 2019, I um I just went on a tour for um, Women's to Lemonade. So I was putting together these networking mixers. And I found myself kind of just tapped out and broke. And my dad, I was living at home with my parents. And my dad handed me a newspaper. And he had an ad circled for a job, a nine to five. Because this was this period in my life where 2018, I was laid off. I moved back home um, because my job went remote. And so I was like, I don't want to pay New York rent anymore. You know, I want to just be home, save, and eventually get a different job. But my job quit me. And so I found myself having to lean on writing and trying to figure out how do I, how can I, like, really just scale um, Women's Lemonade. And so mm-hmm. 2019, he just had enough, I guess. And so he said, you you got to apply for a job. So it was a call center job and I applied for it. And I cried through the application because I was, I just felt defeated at that point. I'm like, wow, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I decided to go on LinkedIn And there was this job to be an ambassador for HelloFresh. So I applied to that one, too, because it was in Nashville, and I would be around more like-minded individuals. Um, And then I could learn a little bit more about sponsorship and the event space um, in a way that could benefit me. And so I applied for that, too. So I got the, the call center job. But then I also got the HelloFresh job like a couple of weeks later and I was so happy. So I stopped the training for this um, call center and I started with HelloFresh. And so HelloFresh, I'm selling these meal kits, Mm -hmm. but I I never imagined that I would need to lean on my network. You know, the whole point was for us to go to events, set up a table and get people to sign up that way. And so I'm doing this and then the pandemic hits. And so now I can't go to events to to sell these boxes. I now have to lean on my network. I now have to call people
3: to mm-hmm.
4: to do this and you know, I kind of had a little shame or embarrassment that I was selling these boxes. Um, I never really wanted anyone to know this was happening, right? And But now I have to put that aside, whatever feelings I have, and um, really ask people for help. And so I call this moment healing, this food healing, because I had a, like a self-discovery, because I had to, one, learn how to like, I don't know what shame I carried for that, but I needed to let it go. I Mm -hmm. needed to open my mouth and ask for help. And in order to do that, I had to just sell the box. So that was healing for me because I had to learn that, you know, I have to do what's best for me. I shouldn't let anyone make me feel bad about what I'm doing for my livelihood. Um, Another thing that was healing was relationships, right? Because um, I learned a lot about my relationships through selling these boxes, just the support from that, Um, and then, you know, how I was treated through selling those boxes. So that was healing because I was able to really um, wrap my head around my relationships at the time. And then the third thing that was healing from it is just um, I didn't want to be at a call center or sell HelloFresh. You know, I wanted to be doing this big tech job, right?
3: Mm-hmm. But,
4: man, look what happened when I needed that yes. I needed both of those yeses. I needed because I had had so many no's from the jobs I was applying to. Mm-hmm. I needed that yes because it I needed to know that I still work. I can still thrive um, just to be productive, to have healthcare, to be able to take care of myself. Independence was so important. And so by just opening myself up to a different type of opportunity, I feel like God just wanted me to just do the work, just do the work no matter what it is and I'll, I'll do the rest. And so, doors just started opening. And because I did that, then it led to an opportunity to do exactly what I want to do, which is content creation now. And I'm doing it full time.
3: And so that was a
4: healing moment for me.
3: Thank you for sharing that story, Brittany, because, you know, sometimes, especially now with social media and, you know, people being visible on platforms and all people see is one side of the story. Um, but they don't know the story behind the story and how we get where we are. And I think it's really important for people to understand that success comes in many different ways. The journey to success. Mm -hmm. You just have to be willing to travel the road required to get you to the point where you're going to garner the success for your life that you desire to have, but you have to be willing to not walk in pride. You can't be worried about what they're going to say or what they're going to think. And it's really a, a very, the journey is extremely personal. And you illustrated that perfectly in that story because it was this whole process that you had to go through to get to the place where you were like, it is what it is and this is necessary. And then to come on the other side of it and to see, to look back and see how God's hand was in it for your life And to have the gratitude and the perspective required that I'm sure helps you now and even in moments when you're doing the work you're doing now where you may be challenged and struggling. So thank you for sharing that story.
4: Yeah, I haven't really shared it to that magnitude yet. And even now, people in my life are starting to understand how much that meant to me.
3: So that story actually is a good Segue into the act- the topic on the table, the main course of the conversation. This is, this conversation is one of the conversations that's coming out of our three part series titled "The Liberated Woman." Now, when you hear that, or people listening hear that, I'm sure there's a definition of what that what a liberated woman means. How would you define a liberated woman? <laughs>
4: A liberated woman is just someone who, I always think of that word unapologetic, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who just, they're free in different aspects of their life. They don't, they're free from um, societal pressures. They're free from what people say or think of them. They're free from that. You know, they are just living life on their own terms. They're living life the way they want to, and they don't care what the rest of us say. And I I think that's just amazing. So that's what a liberated woman to me is,
0: just free. Freedom.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yes.
2: Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK systems through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
3: Freedom. Um, I, I, love, I love the word and I love the fruit of freedom. You know, because freedom in order for, so for me, being a liberated woman means that I choose me. I have the freedom to live my life choosing me throughout the journey. That doesn't mean I don't love other people or I don't care about other people and other things, but I recognize my ability to choose me will cause me to make decisions for my life that are in my best interest. And the fruit of my liberation allows me to feed my husband. My children, any business endeavors, any friendships, in anything that I'm touching, you get to benefit from the fruit of my li- being my being a liber- liberated woman. So um, that's my perspective. I definitely have some challenges with sometimes how you know lib- the liberated woman or women's liberation, how it is pushed out into you know, the sphere of life and what it means and how people shape it out to be. But it's really about a woman's ability to choose her life, to choose her. And so this conversation and this whole series, I really want to be able to focus in on that. And so when as we're going through some of these questions, if you could speak to it from the place of your liberation, Brittany being free, free to choose her, free to live life on her own terms and advising others so that they can make the choice that's best for them. Would you do that for me? Yeah. (laughs) So now you, in, in your line of work, you actually spend time giving women advice and guidance for their career paths. You also talk about like, even like when it's challenging. And so your story, that makes so much sense what's in your bio because you have the the lived experience to speak from that place. So you're not just talking about it because you think it's a good idea to have in your bio, but no, this is who you are. And when you have the experience, now it's a treasure that you have to present to other people. So what's some advice that, you were given in your career that made a difference for where you are today?
4: The biggest advice and the best advice that I was giving given was to be authentic. Mm-hmm. Be authentic, show up as yourself. And I know that as Black women, people of color, there's always those barriers that that show up for us when we, we come into a, a workplace, especially one, a workplace that is um, not as diverse as we would hope, right? Mm-hmm. And so early on we're taught this, you know, that that whole masking, right? You, you see your parents pick up the phone and you see them mask their voice, they change their voice, right? So you kind of, you pick up on those things. You know, I don't even know if I ever asked my mom why she did that. I just noticed it, and I probably did the same, right? Um, but <laughs> you're conditioned early on to just kind of, oh, you've got to look this part, you got to be this part. You know, this is how you act around certain folks, and you just kind of walk in that. And sometimes it's stifling when you feel like you can't show up to your for your as yourself. It took me so long to even want to wear my hair natural in front Mm -hmm. of people. Like, if I meet them for the first time, Mm -hmm. I would want my hair straightened. It took a long Mm -hmm. time. I say maybe the last year or two. (laughs) I actually, (laughs) I'm going to just wear it like this and, oh, well. (laughs) But... We're conditioned. And so you just have to show up because that's how you're going to perform and be your best. If you don't feel like yourself in spaces that you occupy, you're not going to do your best work. You're just not going to be the best that you can be. And so we have to start getting comfortable. And if those spaces that we occupy can't accept our authentic selves, then we have to find a different space for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And that's when a lot of people are creating it for themselves on their own.
3: Mhm, you know part of my ability to be free is to choose what i what I desire, and you brought up hair, and I think that on one hand, black women are being you know encouraged to be authentic, be yourself, but then they're judged if they straighten their hair. You're judged if, you know, they're wearing a weave. They're judged if they're wearing natural or whatever the case may be. And I just really desire for us to get to the space where we recognize that the point of being liberated is you get to choose to do whatever the heck you want to do. Like you recognize for yourself that coming to a space where you were willing to wear your natural hair that was important to you because you were doing you weren't doing it before because there you there was some fear you know and and you were you were masking so that you could show up a certain way that's a, something personal we all have to work through. you know what are those things we do? I have a voice on the phone, and my kids in Troy are always like, "Who is that lady who is the, who? <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> And so now I'm so aware when I turn on the voice, like I'm so aware to the point where I'm like, I'll hear the voice come and then I'm, so I'm internally, I'll be on the phone internally fighting the voice so that I'm showing up with my real voice. But like you said, it's like no one ever said, you gotta do this, you gotta walk this way, you gotta talk that way. But because I've witnessed it all in my life, it just became a part of my behavior because yeah. it was the behavior that was before me. So it's, it's, hard.
4: It's, it's hard to break the habit.
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> seriously, like and it's and that may sound, you know, we're laughing, but man, that's bondage. When you have to put on a face to fit into a room. To have a seat at a table, that's ludicrous. And 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 quite frankly, I know that we recognize that's something that we have to do, but I, I venture to say that everybody sitting at the table has some kind of mask on. Mm-hmm. Everyone is is showing up some kind of way to fit into the room or fit the part that they believe is required to have that title, to have that position, to be in that room. And so if everybody was just to say to heck with showing up, you know, the way that they, that this whole mask that we put on to fit in and just show up as who you are, man, there's freedom in that for everybody.
4: I agree. And you know, it's something that I really admire about about this next generation mm-hmm. i see it in like the celebrities and even like uh osaka right that stance that she took with media mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. someone that probably my age and even older right we would play the part we would do our media we cuz that's what you're supposed to do and for her to just sit there and say no i'm not doing this anymore I just thought that was just so brave and inspiring. And it's like, yes, like you're putting yourself first. Like you said, Mm -hmm. your definition for a liberated woman, putting yourself Mm -hmm. first. You know, it's Mm -hmm. very interesting to see this generation really just pick themselves. And they're unapologetic about it. You know, either you take it or you leave it. And they don't, it doesn't seem like they feel like there's a, a penalty for choosing themselves.
3: Mm -hmm. I agree 100% with uh, what Naomi did, 100%. The terms of what she did, the power is in the upfront work where your team and people that recognize what you have going on in your life and some of your social anxieties, they know your triggers that they're fighting for you on the front end. So that you're not even put in a position to have to make that decision in a moment that created a situation for her that she didn't even deserve because she was no. just fighting for herself. Mm-hmm. You, she was fighting for her life. Yeah. And her her mental well being. And so, you know, I think it's so important that. Part of the education and part of one of the things that I really work to instill in my children, sometimes they listen, sometimes they don't, but I know they're always hearing me. So if they don't get it now, it'll show up later, is that you have to be the self-advocate for yourself, mm-hmm. not when something happens, but, but having the foresight to be on the front end of things so you can talk through and examine the situation and outline in this what doesn't work for you. And so that way, when you get down the road and something happens, you're not having a conversation working backwards because you've already established it in the beginning. And that's a training and a life skill that's important that is instilled in every person. And sometimes if you got to get it when you're older, you get it when you're older. Mm -hmm. But it's something that is necessary to have that type of skill, because I've seen people that are not black and brown do it all the time. Oh, they fight. Oh, yeah. And they make known what they want and they put those requests and those asks in right up front and they get what they're asking for. But for whatever reason, the conditioning is we just take what we're given and we don't push back too hard. We don't wanna cause no ripples in the waves, in the water. We just get along and go along. And I think it's just really important for us to recognize that you have the power to choose how you're going to live your life. You have the power to choose what you'll accept in your life. People treat us the way that we establish that we're willing to be treated. We set the tone. And if we do that upfront and set the standard in our non-negotiables, then it will weed out and separate people whose intentions were no good to begin with.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So I'm just all about really recognizing for yourself, what does it take for Brittany to win in life? What does it take for Brittany to have her, for her mind and her thoughts to be stable where she's grounded and she can fully see who she is in all aspects of her life. And she's not looking around saying, where's Brittany, where's Brittany. And you feel like you've been, hijacked from the situation. So that's really important to me. And that's part of why I have this stay a while table, because I believe that if we share our stories and we share our experiences, people can glean from our bought sense and then they can apply those things to their lives and they won't have to encounter some of the heartache and the pain that we've had to endure, you know, through our
0: experience. Mm -hmm. I agree with that.
2: real steel offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16 2024 see participating retailer for details
3: yeah and i know that i was just on the soapbox for a minute but i'm really passionate about that i grew up just watching amazing women just taking life how it was given to them yeah and they were not able to maximize who God created them to be because by the time they reached certain milestones in their life, they were so beat down from life that pains me. And I don't want my daughters to live life that way. I don't want my granddaughters to live life that way. And if I can impact the life of women the lives of women and play a small part in in really destroying that annihilating that weapon that i believe is formed against us i'm going to do everything possible that i can to be a part of the solution in that equation
4: tommy i feel you on that and you know that's why i'm i feel like i'm in another chapter of my my journey And this time, I'm really pouring into my personal well-being, you know, Mm -hmm. because I don't want to get to that point and just feel just maxed out, tired, and just, you know, regretful. Mm. I've been grinding so long, grinding to try to like hit some type of pinnacle for a career or whatever that is, but... I want a family. I I want love. I want all of those things. And, you know, I need to pour into that a little bit more. Mm And when I turned 30, it seemed like life got real for me, you know, even with health. So I'm like, I need to get my health on track. You know, I need to pour into those things that will impact me long term in a way. And so I've been shifting that's where that was some of the revelation during the pandemic for me, and I've been shifting, pouring in to these other. You know, I got on a dating app, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm trying. You know, and and those are the things that matter to me now, in a way. So
3: what what that didn't? What dating app are you on, and would you recommend it to someone else?
4: So I got on in June, so I haven't, I don't know, it's been really slow, but I, I joined Hinge. So I don't know okay. if I can recommend it right now. It's still in the early stages, Um, but that was recommended to me, Hinge, because some of my friends in other cities said that they had some luck on those apps, on that app in particular, so... I thought I'd tried
3: my luck. If you don't mind me asking, is there a reason why you chose to get on a dating app versus you just meeting people, I don't know, at the grocery store? I don't know where people meet at anymore, child. I've been married for so long. But (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, (laughs) Is there a reason why you chose to go that route?
4: I would prefer to meet someone just in regular life just out and about right, but I notice that in the city that I'm in now, the things that I do or like to do i I don't see the people that I'm looking for so for mm-hmm. example, the area that I live in um very fam family oriented or very young because the college is nearby. And so, you know, I see married men, right. And they're off the market. (laughs) Yes.
3: Yes. Or it's
4: like students, right. Someone that's very, very young, um, in my local grocery. Right. I barely, you know, I would like to be with a black man and Mm -hmm. I barely see us, And like at the rooftops or some of the things that, you know, I post on Instagram, it's literally in terms of black people, it's literally like me and my friend. And it's been hard to like Mm -hmm. find where we are. And if I do see us, they're with their, you know, wife or um, partner. partner. And so that's been the challenge Um, where I am. In in Tennessee, you know, people get married. I lived in New York where, you know, I became an adult in, like, a big city like D.C. and New York. And in those cities, you find people to be single a little bit longer, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But going to back to the South, you know, people are already taken. They're snatched up. (laughs) So the app is kind of, like, where I've been trying to, like, meet people from there. Because I just don't see them out where I'm at.
3: Okay, um, and I know that there's probably people who do what you're doing, and they do it in shame, because it's an it's in it's more common now. But people like don't want to know that that they're on a dating app, um, but that's the part of being a liberated woman. You do whatever the heck you want to do. Yeah.
4: (laughs) I mean, there's no shame in it. It's so normal now. It's almost like even texting, like people like, that's how people socialize. I still prefer the phone. I like, please call me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'd rather not be on the app all day. Um, But it's just where we are now. So.
3: Hey, do what you got to do. So <laughs> I have, I would like for, I have one more question for you, but before I ask you the last question, um, if you could please just talk about Lemons to Lemonade and how you arrived at that and what, what does it mean? What, do, what is that platform?
4: Mm-hmm. So Lemons Lemonade is a content and event platform to help professionals of color navigate career challenges. And so this all started kind of as a reflection of my own personal journey and a need for community. And so um, after I graduated from college, moved to New York, and in an eight-month period, I went on over 100 interviews to try to get a PR job. Mm. And, you know, I really want this to sink in, but that's 100 times to be told no, you know, to feel rejected. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you feel rejected, you kind of feel like you're not enough. And so 100 times I felt like I wasn't enough, but now that I'm older... And wiser, I took back what the, what happened to me, and it's my power. So that's 100 times a company missed out on me.
3: Absolutely.
4: And so, but in that moment, I didn't see it that way. And um, I really had to, like, figure out what was going on because I, I read all the blogs I got all the help that I needed. You know, my resume resume was on par. Clearly it was because I had 100 interviews, right? Um, I did the mock interviews. I always had, you know, really great advice, feedback. People said I did a really great job, but for something, something was holding me back. And a lot of it was, wasn't me. And I had to let go of that. I wanted it to be my fault. um, because if it's my fault, I can fix it. But a lot of it was nepotism and a lot of it was racism. And so I had to really navigate that, like wrap my head around that and um, take it for what it was. But in that, I was embarrassed because I'm like, that's a lot of interviews, like something must be wrong with me. And I had to let go of that shame. And so I found myself at Essence. And meeting with the women there, they were just so unapologetic about um, their experience. And I was very inspired through that. I kind of redeveloped my love for media and for storytelling. And I was inspired to tell that 100 interview story. And in doing that, so many comments from people who had similar experiences and they were like, do you have more content? Can we meet up? Because I feel alone in this. I knew what that felt like because I kind of isolated myself in that journey. Mm -hmm. I felt alone in it, not realizing that other people were experiencing the same thing. If I had just shared, took ownership of my story and shared it, um, we could have helped each other. And so
3: that's where the community was born. That's amazing. That's wonderful. What advice would you give your younger self about loving yourself and extending grace as you navigate through life? So what are you saying to young Brittany? (laughs) What I would say to um, young
4: Brittany would be that Plan A is not going to always work out. So be open-minded about plan B. Um, be open-minded to where the road leads you. Because when you're open, um, you never know where what God has in store for you. So be open. Take your time. You know, this isn't a race. It's a marathon. And mm-hmm. there's no time limit. To when you're supposed to achieve something, you know, you have the life that you have to live, live it in the moment, be present in the moment and take each day by
3: day. That is great advice from the phenomenal Brittany Oliver. Brittany, thank, thank you, you so much for taking your seat today at the table and you can learn all about Brittany. We're going to have her bio in the description of this episode. And I just want you all to know this life happens at the table. So meet me there, Brittany, do you have anything uh, last parting words that you would like to share with everyone?
4: You all please do not let these, um, you know, 30 under 30 really have people messed up because you feel that you have to become a certain thing by 30 and you don't, you don't have to have this six figure business by 30. You don't have to be an SVP by 30. You don't have to be any of those things by 30. You know, life comes when it comes. It will happen when it happens and when it's supposed to happen. And so don't let um, these invisible timelines really stop you or make you anxious um, and and tire you out to try to achieve something in a time frame. You really do have, take things day by day. You really do have time to create what you're supposed to create and live the life that you're supposed to live Hmm.
3: well that was a very powerful insight and also an encouragement to free yourself of the list listen i ain't been on nobody list so i don't had an issue but i appreciate i appreciate (laughs) you I appreciate you sharing that because you're right. It's an invisible timeline, but that people are working so hard to stick to. So thank you for sharing that. Um, And thank you again for coming and joining me at the stay Awhile table. Thank you so much. I hope you found a wealth of encouragement in Brittany's story. You can learn more about her and follow her on Instagram at bs oliver also visit www.l2lmixer.com to learn about britney's upcoming events like what you hear then let me know and tell a friend you can find and follow stay Awhile on apple spotify and everywhere you listen to podcasts i can't thank you enough for your support of stay Awhile. Don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Your feedback is greatly appreciated because it helps us to set the table with the soul food you crave. You can also talk to me directly on Instagram at Chef Tommy V, and that's Tommy with an I. And remember, life happens at the table. So meet me there.